Okay, we just got done playing around with the reverb on our mics. It might be a little higher than usual, but you're just going to have to deal with it this time. Yeah. Well, I, I adjust the reverb in post. Right. Yeah. We adjust everything in post. Everything. <laughs> everything. Every little detail. Every detail. We even record the actual dialogue in post. Yeah. Everything's done in post. Everything. Like, I don't even know why we're here right now. We should, yeah, we no, should just wait until the podcast is done and then edit it in post. Simple. Yeah, what we do is we record the podcast and then we go back and every word we re-record in the studio. <laughs> yeah. That makes yeah, it's actually a major conspiracy theory. It's word by that, word, word by word, we record individually. So you know, you'd be in the studio and say, I'll be like word, and then we'll and then you buy every word it takes <laughs> it literally takes the whole week in between episodes to edit yeah like every day 24 7 we're in the studio recording each word making sure it's perfect that it has, there's no errors it has to be perfect because we don't make mistakes because we never make mistakes on the odd drunk podcast ever major conspiracy theory we're actually we actually hire actors okay yeah that sound like us yeah, so we, we don't have to do that work. sound like us. We're hoping that someday we can have a large <laughs> enough budget where we can fire the current actors and hire Ryan Gosling and Hugh Jackman. Oh, uh, that'd be perfect. Yeah, that's. I think you would be Hugh Jackman. I think I'd be Ryan Gosling. Yeah. Oh yeah, I would definitely be Hugh Jackman. Yeah. And in my dreams, <laughs> I am Hugh Jackman. So I remember we we had the dream episode, and I talked about how Hugh Jackman was in my dream. Yeah. Well, he was Wolverine, but it was Hugh Jackman Wolverine. <laughs> All right. Conspiracy. I love you, Jack. <laughs> Big conspiracy around the podcast, which is why we're doing. Oh, that was. Like, that was. Wow. That clap had a lot of um, treble. Treble. Like. <laughs> yeah. Had a lot know. of cri- it, it, nice crisp clap. I'm gonna. I, I'm gonna have to actually up the reverb in the post to match what we're hearing right now. Exactly. In our live recording. I, I enjoy. To, it. Hey, so it makes sense to everyone. I at enjoy home. a nice crisp clap. Yes. Okay. <laughs> that can be taken many ways, my friends. I think it can t- be taken one way. I, well, I, yeah, I if you're, I tend to disagree. A, a smart adult. <laughs> hey, not smart. A not mature adult. A mature adult. <laughs> Which we are not. Yes. Anyways, the, today's <laughs> episode is a very special episode, in my opinion. Because it's the first episode we've actually had to do some good research on in a while. In a while, yeah. It's the first episode we've done good research on. Well, it's the first episode we've done research on since the space one. But the first episode we did good research on <laughs> since the Bob Ross. And the Lighthouse, we did yeah. some decent research for that. I mean, as in watching the movie. Yeah, multiple times. Yeah. yeah. But that was just fun. <laughs> yeah. But you no, know, t- I'm really excited for this one because it's something I've been kind of itching at I've been wanting to cover this for a while and yeah so we're gonna be talking about conspiracy theories but yes. we tried to find ones that most people shouldn't really know about and if you you might know about a couple of these I hope some of them are new to you but no, yeah we tried to pick out the more obscure yeah you definitely might theories. might know of some of them but they're but we tried know, to, we're not gonna be talking about flat earth or no, that things like that. Just the obvious boring yeah. stuff. Oh, flat earth. Yeah. 
And uh, and before before we get re- really into the podcast, I want to do some a little bit of housekeeping right now. Uh, it's mid September right now, and yes. we wanted to uh, sort of mention that uh, in October, in just two weeks, we're going to be start doing our Spooktober Spooktober Fest. Whatever you want to copyright. call it. Copyright. Copyright. It's ours. <laughs> no, well, but we'll, okay. We'll be, we'll be doing some episodes on Expect things. some yeah. fun surprises for October. Um, yes. Because October is the best month of the year. The whole podcast is going to have a different tone. Yeah. We're I promise you that. We don't and want to give away too many spoilers. We don't want to give away too much. But we got but some cool, cool spooky themes to talk expect about. Expect some good stuff. Expect some wild groundbreaking twists and turns groundbreaking and plot twists M. Night Shyamalan level plot twists (laughs) yes you know but no it's our favorite season we love Halloween hashtag it's the best hashtag drunk Halloween all you Halloween naysayers can just go (laughs) (laughs) well okay I I won't say that that's a little rude you can go screw yourselves Halloween naysayers yes Christmas is Christmas is overrated, but yeah, throughout all, 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 all of October, <laughs> no, Christmas is cool. Throughout all of October, we're doing episodes like that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah baby, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, baby. That's our terrible Austin Powers impersonation. Well, I just said yeah, baby. I wasn't thinking about Austin Powers. Anytime you say yeah, baby, you're you're doing Austin Powers, <laughs> whether you like it or not. He owns that phrase. Or maybe Austin. Every time Austin Powers says yeah, baby, he's thinking about you. <laughs> you, the audience, the viewer. I was thinking you could turn that into a really cool pickup line. Like what? Like you could be like you know, imagine if you were if you were like dressed up as Austin Powers for Halloween. You could go up to someone in a bar and be like, you know, Austin Powers. Whenever people say yeah, baby, they're talking about Austin Powers. But whenever I say yeah, baby, I'm talking about you. Baby, or something like that. <laughs> we need to refine that idea, but <laughs> and then you take your shirt off and show show her your or him your awesome chest hairs. Yes, if you have chest hair. If you have chest hair. If you don't, get some glue and yeah, shave your <laughs> undergarments. <laughs> what? Gorilla face yourself, but on the chest, not the face. It's cool. Yes, <laughs> I promise. <laughs> you won't get any weird infections from that. <laughs> so tonight before we get into it the meat the beef the uh, the evidence the evidence the conspiracies of our episode let's talk about what we are drinking okay so what do you have in your hand there i do not know what it is i have a drink yes it's liquid it's in a glass see it's liquid and it's in a glass okay yeah. we got two clues yeah you you normally <laughs> consume these types of beverages through your mouth okay three clues it's liquid it's in a glass and you consume it in your mouth and it's called a gimlet and of course from those clues you figure out it's a gimlet a gimlet a gimlet so a gimlet is um the traditional way of making it it's a cocktail the traditional way of making it is you use it's gin and a rose's lime cordial, which is a sweetened lime juice type of thing. Ooh. Um, and that's how I'm drinking it right now. Um, I decided to make a traditional one. It's not my favorite way to drink it. My favorite way, even though it's not traditional, 
is to do instead of the lime cordial to do a simple syrup and lime juice. It's refreshing Ooh, okay. tasting. Um, but it's pretty good, pretty good. I'm not a big gin fan, but maybe I haven't given it a chance. I love gin. gin is, I've always mistreated gin. Gin is really good, especially in cocktails. <laughs> if you're making cocktails, gin is the way to go. Um, I also got some... Ooh, that's cool. Ooh. <laughs> ooh. It's probably not cool for you listening. But I've also got... So I I found the perfect beer, actually, coincidentally. Yes, tell me, about this, this, tell um, me about this beer you found. Episode... So tonight I am drinking Pulp Theory Hazy IPA. Ooh. It's got a picture of like a mad scientist on it mixing up. He's mixing up the beer. That's a very brew. cool can. The can's purple. And it it's Pulp Theory. And I figure, oh, that kind of reminds me of Conspiracy Theory. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's by uh, Odell, Odell mm. Brewing Company. I think I've had some of theirs before. You've Not def- on this podcast. You've definitely had some Odell before. Not on the pod, that, uh, though. The lager that we drink at j all the time out of Fort Collins, Colorado. Yeah, Odell. And Odell has yes, some really I, good I had beers. I had that peach one oh, that yeah. uh, your girlfriend brought in. Yeah, yeah, I remember. That. Yeah, I forgot exactly what it was, but it was like a peach golden ale. Yeah, Odell's got like some really good beers. I think. I think sometimes their IPAs are a little hyped up. Well. You know, it, it fit the episode, okay. But uh, plus, I haven't had an IPA. But in they've a while. they've had uh, well, I mean, I mean, like their normal IPAs. People normal. hype up their like flagship IPAs, oh, I like see. their amazing beers. They're just decent. But they have some. Wait uh, one second. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's that, beautiful. That made me hard. It sounds like the intro. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, they, they Odell definitely has some good beers that are other than the flagship. Ones, okay. Really I think some okay. Of special okay. Ones. First impressions, real quick. Okay. Good. Just good. Well, no, it could be more than good, but it's smooth. It's got it's. It tastes exactly what it looks like. Mm. If that makes any sense. I think that kind of does make sense. Like. <laughs> Um, I'm. I am. It almost has a flowery, like lavender taste at the end. Oh, I see. It's it's interesting. It's pretty good though. Sounds pretty it's smooth. Good. It's it's cold too. That's good. Yeah, but that's I, not. I also have a beer tonight. Oh, you have a classic, classic Durango beer. Well, it's not from Durango. It's like from. But people in Durango. This beer is really confusing. Okay. People in Durango like to drink it a lot. It's super confusing. Yes. Because so it's a Mississippi mud. Mississippi mud brewed, and it's somewhere in New York. Yes, Utica, New York. Utica, 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 Utica. Or is it Utica? U T I C A, Utica. Yeah, most people say Utica. Utica. <laughs> or is it Utica? Utica. Utica. I'm, ima- I'm imagining it's like a Star Wars planet. Utica. Utica. It's like where General Grievous was hiding. <laughs> Utica. <laughs> um, that's pretty good also this is this is this is general grievous's favorite beer mississippi mud out of, Utica, Utica, out of Utica, new york new york new york um it's it's a uh uh slow brewed black and tan porter 50, 50. Pilsner. yeah yeah it's delicious it's, it's dude. a darker beer but it's just smooth and it's, i love it it's like eight I, per- it's like, i freaking love it dude that's it's, it's like eight percent alcohol now i'm gonna be getting content. 
that was like all we drank freshman year. Mississippi we, mud, PBRs, and drank, shitty mud. We drank a lot of this. But this, for being a cheap beer, isn't as shitty tasting as PBR. Oh, no. It's actually a big bang t- for your buck, too. Yeah, it's like three bucks for, um, what is this, a quart. Yeah, um, that's solid. And it's it's just a, it's a pretty tasty beer, actually. And it's oh, yeah. Eight, 8%, so you get fucked up pretty much faster than PBR. Dude. Can we just talk about Mississippi mud for half an hour? <laughs> I do like that. So I've got also a surprise for each of us, and we got to do it right now. Okay. Right now. Right okay. now. I don't plan on drinking too much this episode because I got some things to do. But I figured, you know, mm. let's just have some fun. Classic college times. <laughs> Fireball cinnamon whiskey. Everyone Fireball. knows it. Everyone's had fire. Everyone knows it. Everyone likes it, even if they say they don't. So I got some little shooters. I mean, it goes down easy. It goes down really easy. I really like considering it a whiskey. Here, here, yeah, here, that's a good question. I think it's a very philosophical question. Right. Is fireball whiskey? (laughs) Yeah. Hmm. Okay. All ready? What, what, hold on, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. We got to have a toast. We got to do this properly. Oh, you're going to do the thing. Are you going to do the lighthouse thing again? Yeah, we have to do the lighthouse <laughs> thing. I'm not pulling it up, but you can do it. All right. I was just going to drink this. Say, say it with me. Okay. <laughs> Am I repeating after you? Just try your best. Okay, I'll try my best. <laughs> Should pale dread, Should pale dread death, death with treble dread, with treble dread make the make ocean, the ocean caves our bed. bed? God who rehearsed the surges so roll, <laughs> day to save our succulent soul. soul. Yes. Mm. You had it in too long. I saw that. Fireball, dude. I hate to say it's an extremely dangerous drink because yeah, it's hot, obviously, but it tastes just like um, Red Hots. It does. Or whatever the like cinnamon hot candies. And yeah, I love there's those. the Red Hots. There's the hot tamales. Yeah, hot tamales. Red, yes. red Hots are like the little hard ones. Yeah, like the hot tamales are like the the Mike and Mike. But honestly, to me, ones. I the burn doesn't bother him that much. It just tastes like candy water. Candy, it really does. Like it's, <laughs> it's so it's, tasty. It's like I think a good way to describe it. It's like a candied whiskey. It, it kind of is. Yeah. yeah. When, it, when I was drinking there, it went down the wrong pipe a little bit. <laughs> I saw that. Yeah. It looked like it went down your windpipe a little bit. Yeah. I was, That's not too fun. Started, I choked on it for a second there. So, yeah. Now we're hyped up. We got some fireballs. Oh, we got ooh, some fireballs. We yeah. got some beer. We got yeah. some. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. And I love this. <laughs> Big hand motions. Big you hand can't motions. See. You can't see us, but we're doing it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Let's get into the topic, mother truckers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh Okay, but okay. So we're talking about conspiracy theories, and who that wants? Uh, how do we want to do this? Who wants to go first? Because mm. I got some pulled up. I got some ready. Um, do we want to start on a really good one, or do we want to ease our way up to like the craziest ones? Because I have some crazy ones that I kind of want to sit on. Let's start with some less crazy ones. Okay. Um, What's your least crazy one you have? The least crazy one I have, if we want to start on this, it's music related. Ooh. And this one's definitely the least crazy because it doesn't involve like the world ending or <laughs> the universe not being real or certain countries not being real. You know, it's yeah. pretty low key for a theory, but it's still a fun one. So there's this whole conspiracy theory and it's been going on since like 1968, 69, around that time <laughs> that Paul McCartney 
you know, Sir Paul McCartney of the Beatles died. Not, not, not Sir Paul McCartney of Rush. No. Or of the Rolling Stones. Of the Beatles. Of the Beatles. If you didn't know. Yes. <laughs> but he, according to this conspiracy theory, Paul McCartney died in 1964 in a fatal car crash. And he was replaced. Okay? So people wouldn't freak out because mm. one of the Beatles died. Which would freak a lot of people out. Yes. Um, so yeah, you. I mean, people, people started people pointing, freak people freak out when people die. You know? uh, no, yeah, and when people that we look up to, celebrities or just like influences, yeah, it, yeah, it can be when, bad. When David Bowie died, that was that hit me hard because that, that came out of nowhere. Yeah. J- just like Chadwick Boseman, and yeah. you know, we made that post on Instagram. We didn't really want to talk about it, but here we are talking about it on the podcast. Yeah, we'll, just, we'll, we'll just, just keep it short. We loved him. He was cool. He was awesome. We loved him. He was a hero. Great influence. Hero. Yeah. But he reminds me of David Bowie because they both were battling cancel. Cancer. <laughs> no, they were battling cancel culture. Okay? Cancel no. Culture. <laughs> they were battling cancer and they both were quiet about it. Um, maybe... They didn't tell any of their fans, any of their managers. They yeah, just... when da- David Bowie, I, um, from what I understand, I could be wrong, but uh, when he died, pretty much no one except for his family and his doctors. Yeah, no, yeah, seriously. He and he went ahead and recorded Black Star, which is an amazing album. It was one of his best albums he had Honestly, in years. Yeah. yeah. And he just said, he basically, his mindset was like, I'm going to do as much as I can, put out one more album. And, and it was a masterpiece. Have a proper send off and not freak out my fans and just die quietly. He, he he's he's sent himself off. Chadwick Boseman like did the same thing. Yeah. He's been battling cancer for the last four years, which means and I know he's done other movies, but think about this. The entire time he's been Black Panther and doing all the physical freaking crazy regimens to like get in shape, to yeah. be built, all the stunts. He's been battling cancer. Yeah, he was like the entire time. He's like, I have cancer, but I'm still gonna stop Thanos. Yeah, exactly. It's just crazy. Boom. And he's just the entire time he's battling cancer. And apparently, he did. He did think he was gonna make it. That's the sad part. That oh. he didn't want to tell anyone because he was like, eh, I'm just gonna beat. You get the feeling that David Bowie didn't think he was gonna make it. Especially, I don't. I think he knew. Especially if you listen to but Black Star. But apparently, Chadwick Boseman, he. He had the whole like philosophy, like I'm just gonna beat cancer, get it over with, and then maybe tell people a little bit later yeah. that I was fighting cancer. No, yeah. Dave, Unfortunately, David Bowie. If you listen to his last album, Black Star, you listen to the lyrics and stuff, you can really get the feeling that he knew he was dying. Right. Um, another famous musician I'm a huge fan of, and he didn't keep it secret, but Warren Zevon. Oh yeah. He died of throat cancer. Oh, uh, that's brutal. And he recorded his last album while he knew he had throat cancer. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can hear it in the lyrics that he knew he was dying. In fact, the last song on his last album is a song called Keep Me In Your Heart for a while. Oh, wow. And it's... I'll when, have to check that when out. When you know that he knew he was dying when he made that album, that is... But yeah, all these guys teach a really good lesson. I mean, live your life to the fullest. Do what you love. Yes. And don't let the idea of dying or knowing that you're going to die ruin that. Go yes. out with a bang. But speaking of dying and going out with a bang, Paul McCartney, Paul McCartney. <laughs> apparently he died and went out with a bang in the middle of the Beatles' career, like before they even did Sgt. Pepper's. And the going out with a bang was that he died in a car crash. He, and then he 
kept on He going. literally went out with a bang. Yeah. <laughs> An explosive, brutal car crash. Yeah. No, but he That's really, how Eddie Cochran died. He really did. Paul but, McCartney didn't die. As we all know, he's alive. He put on a great solo career. He had the wings. Mm-hmm. He's done tons of albums. Live and, and Let Die is one of the he's best still rocking out. Beatles or Bond songs of all time. Oh, Live and Let Die and the yeah. Chris Cornell one. Oh. I forget what it's called. The Casino yeah. Royale one. Yeah, with that, Chris Cornell. Yeah. That one's amazing too. Casino yeah. Royale with Daniel Craig is also one of my favorite Bond movies. Oh, yeah, right? exactly. Phenomenal movie. Um, but Paul McCartney. Um, but let's say he did die. Let's just play into this a little bit. Okay. And I'll get into why they think he died and all the clues. But okay, okay, let's say he died. He died. And they got a replacement that looks like him. This guy not only happened to be look like Paul McCartney, he also happened to be just as talented or more talented than Paul McCartney. Yeah. Because not <laughs> only did he continue with the Beatles, he went on for an amazing solo career and made millions of dollars, sold platinum records, and he's still playing to today. Yeah. And he's basically, if this guy, if Paul McCartney really did die and this guy is just like riding off of that, he did a Paul good job. He did an amazing job. Like, credit to him. And credit, also, credit where credit is due, this Paul McCartney <laughs> imposter. Also, if it impressive. is, if it's true, just come out and just say, yeah, he did die. I actually created all this stuff, not Paul McCartney. Yeah, you know. Um, <laughs> just he, come out, you know, man. He did, he did one of the coolest <laughs> James Bond songs of all time. Yeah. Band on the Run. Is oh, one I love of, Band on the Run. You know, the, I remember as a the kid. The whole album, dude. It's a good album, but I also remember, I have fond memories as a kid playing Guitar Hero. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah. Um, no, yeah, it was Guitar Hero, yeah. Uh, and Band on the Run was in Guitar Hero, one of the Guitar Hero games. And yeah, Paul and McCartney Paul didn't just end with that. the Beatles. He went on and did his thing. Like, yeah. that's, and as, he's still playing. As much as Paul McCartney is not my favorite of the Beatles, oh, I know. John not. Lennon and George Harrison very much outclass him in my, in my books <laughs> as really great genius musician Hey, Paul McCartney is a genius. Paul, I can't. I, I have to give credit where I, credit is due. Paul McCartney went, out of, went on to create you some wanna, okay, bangers. Yeah. If you want to be real, the most musically talented one. Was musically talented. Paul McCartney. Yes. For sure. But, but uh, no, yeah, I he, love John. He made, he made some I love bangers George. though. George and John's were they were more. Poetic. It's really hard. They to were pick. more. They were more artistic. Paul McCartney was whimsical. You yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah. And then Ringo's just fun. Ringo's just so you, fun. You can't help but like Ringo. I think he, he just, just turned fun. 80. Really? And he looks amazing for his age. He does. Like, he doesn't look a day over 60, in my opinion. Yeah, no, it's he crazy. Looks, he looks really um, good for his age. I apparently, like, people, hikers, and this was a couple years ago, but some hikers in the Rocky Mountain Trail actually spotted Ringo, <laughs> and they got his autograph. Like, he was hiking the Rocky like, Mountain Trail. Is he like Bigfoot? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've seen a wild Ringo. <laughs> Peace, love. <laughs> you know, that's what he, instead of like screaming or running off, he runs up to you and says, Peace, love. Yeah, and then signs, signs your, signs your autograph, your and then he's gone. I would, I mean, as much <laughs> as I love John and George. I think and, it would be and, way. And, and I, I don't want to imply that I don't like Paul. He's I'm, just, he's just not my favorite. Exactly. Of the Beatles. With the Beatles, it's like picking your favorite Avenger. You know exactly. what I mean? Exactly. You like, love them all. <laughs> yeah. Um, as much as I love Paul, John, and, and George, if they were all still alive, I would still want to hang out with Ringo. I think Ringo would be I the most fun to hang out with. He would just be cool to hang Like, just have a couple drinks with him. And I was day. reading earlier, and this has nothing to do with theory, but we need to get back to that. But apparently, so Ringo actually left the band while they were recording the White Album. Oh, really? He left the band. He was tired of it because... 
I hate to say Paul was being too critical of his drumming and he was tired of like John and Paul fighting and like George just kind of being off to the side and he felt like he didn't have a place musically that he was just a drummer now and well anyways they sent him a big for you know a letter of forgiveness and we're like please come back we're so sorry like like, you're the best Ringo we love you Ringo we did it we give you shit, but we love you. We got lost in the weeds. We didn't yeah. mean to like do this to you. And apparently George Harrison set up his drums with a bunch of flowers when he came back. Oh. And they got along really well after that. Apparently, but like, apparently the Beatles uh, could have broke up right then. You know, before you know, another another quick Beatles thing before we continue with the conspiracies yeah. with Paul. Um, George Harrison, he he had the public persona of being the shy one. Yeah. Apparently that was not the case in real life. No, he was no. not a shy man. He wasn't. He wasn't. He 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 just he kept out of band politics. When it came a little bit to more. the press and stuff, and, he was the more quiet one. But like yeah. with his friends, he yeah. was very energetic and outgoing. Yeah, he was a very charismatic, energetic man. Yeah. But the 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 persona of him and obviously John people, was the most outspoken one to the press. Of course, yeah. You know, he said the classic. Uh, the Beatles are more famous than Jesus or something like that. And that got him in a lot of trouble. Yes. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but that's a whole nother rabbit hole. But anyways, so yeah. So Paul McCartney supposedly died in 1964 in a car crash. Yeah. And people started picking up clues from the songs, right? Okay. So if you play <laughs> Revolution 9 backwards, supposedly, and I haven't tried it yet because I don't have a record player with that capacity. I'll probably just have to look it up. But it says, turn me on, dead man. Which is a hint. Turn me on, dead man. One of them is dead. But then there's another one at the end of (laughs) Strawberry Fields Forever. And I don't know if they were playing into this intentionally. I think they were. They, uh, you can hear John say like in a quick clip at the end of the song where it's doing like all the trippy, like backwards stuff. Yeah. Um, John says, I buried Paul. Okay. Yeah, I buried Paul. And I think they're just intentionally trolling all these conspiracy theorists and just playing yeah, into cause, it. Yeah, because at this at this point, the conspiracy theories it was theory, gaining traction. It already existed. And apparently, so they the the theorists thought that Paul was replaced by a lookalike named William Billy Shears Campbell, which is hmm. mentioned and get by with a little help from my friends Billy Shears. Oh, I see. So they thought that was another connection. And they say, oh, Paul had a mustache because he was covering up a scar from the facial, uh, like, plastic surgery to the make recon- it look more like Paul. facial reconstruction surgery. Yeah, which oh. wasn't really that much of a thing back then. But no. either way, they thought <laughs> just because he had a mustache, he was, like, trying to cover something up. They were watching too much <laughs> Star Trek. I know, right? At this point. And then... And then you have one of the biggest clues that I've always known about is the cover of Abbey Road. Yes. Paul's the only one not wearing shoes. Uh, His feet are in the different direction. Like, he has his right foot forward while everyone else has their left foot forward. Yeah. And um, he's wearing kind of more, like, worker's clothes. More kind of, like, not not raggedy, but just kind of, like, he's, like, wearing, like, a denim shirt. He's wearing jeans. Jeans. While everyone else, like, John's wearing a suit. George, even George's wearing wearing a white whatever it is. No, that's John. He's in all white. Is that, okay. He's an all white. George is wearing like a cool like shirt. I, I don't know. But he's and for some reason they're like, oh, he's the only one that doesn't have a beard. Oh, we have the cover right here. Right here, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so, so it's George right there. He that's George, right? Yeah, that's George. So that he's in the denim shirt with jeans. Yeah. 
Paul is in a suit as well, but it's a much more relaxed suit. Yeah. Here, you know, it's it's unbuttoned. It's, it's unbuttoned. He's not wearing a tie. And he has no shoes on. He's no shoes. You know, John's in the white suit. Apparently, then... I, I I can't remember exactly, but George he's supposed to be the grave digger. That's why he's in all denim. Oh. And I apparently see. in England, I guess you would bury people without their shoes on. Interesting. And um, uh, in this case, John would be the priest, I think, because he's wearing all white. Yeah. And then Ringo is just Ringo. I mean, I can't remember what Ringo was. He's Ringo. He's just Ringo. Ringo He's still Ringo in this situation. Ringo doesn't have to be anyone except for Ringo. Exactly. He doesn't... Ringo, just listen to us. Ringo, if if you're you're, you're listening. listening, You don't have to be anyone besides yourself. Just be you. Just be you, man. Also come on the podcast. Please come... Dude, that's my dream. (laughs) We could talk about anything. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so there's there's all that. Yeah. And... Paul McCartney. They even played into it even more. We're we're looking. By the way, we're looking at a the cover of Abbey a Road. cover vinyl. Cover yeah, we have. Yeah. Um, and you know they kept on playing it to playing into it, and um, they just thought it was kind of funny. And Paul jokes about it. Like sometimes <laughs> in different interviews, Paul will be like, "Yeah, I did die, but I'm here." Like, <laughs> uh. But yeah, I love how like, and now ever since then, you see all kinds of stuff, especially with social media, like, oh, uh, Will Smith died. Or like, one time I saw something about Dave Grohl dying. Oh, that'd be awful. That would be awful. But he didn't. He was fine. Like, he even like said in an interview, he's like, yeah, I'm alive. Like, I'm cool. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, I, like, I don't know where you thought people's dead, but, 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 uh, but with the Beatles, they found all these secret messages and started freaking out, like with all these different songs and yeah, they started trying to like, basically you can have a conspiracy theory if you're trying to find something. Yeah. This is one of those conspiracy theories where it's a confirmation the moment like, you fi- spend five minutes actually thinking about it. It's not hard to realize that it's bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> you spend five minutes thinking about it and a quick some quick Google searches on Google. <laughs> you realize that it's just some crazy people and then the Beatles realize that there was a conspiracy and fucked with them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know. Um, which you know, credit on the Beatles part for realizing to fuck with these people. But I will say, no, yeah, they <laughs> they were the first I like trolls. I love I it. I appreciate it. Um, That's pretty good. But if he did die and this was an impersonator this whole time. Kudos to that guy. Yeah, kudos to that guy. That guy's awesome. Kudos to William Shears. William Shears. Billy Shears. Billy Shears, if you're listening. <laughs> I.e. Paul McCartney, if you're listening, and we know. Yeah. Okay? We know. Also, we're big fans. Yeah, we're big fans. Come on the show. I saw you live like a year yeah. ago. It was amazing. Come come, come be a guest, a guest on the show. That'd be awesome. But William Shears, if it's really you, just please tell us. Yeah. Break the ice. Also, William Shears, we're a big fan. We're an exclusive. We're an exclusive. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's the first one I got. Uh, it's not too crazy, but All it, right. it kind of gets you into like people trying to find any kind of evidence to support the theory. Yeah, I've got I've got a theory. So here what do you got? Yeah, it's not a super crazy one, and this is not this is this isn't an example of a theory that is people trying to find the crazy stuff in like weird scenarios. This is there's is it a, like the other way around. This is a real life thing. Okay, but there's a conspiracy theory built into it. Okay, so it's really it. most of this is just a really weird phenomenon in real life, but so there's this island 
It's off the coast of Mexico, off southern Mexico, kind of off the Yucatan. Okay. Called uh, Berm- uh, Bermeja. I've heard it pronounced Bermeja, but it's spelled B-E-R-M-E-J-A. So pretty mar- I'm pretty for, uh, sure it's pronounced Bermeja. Um, it's an island. It's been since the freaking like 1700s. It's been mapped on maps of Mexico. I think I've seen something like this on YouTube. Yeah, it's 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 on maps. It's on maps. It's known, and in um, in the nineties, Mexico went out to survey the area. They sent boats out because basically, um, by international law, when it comes to oil in the oceans, you are every country is entitled to. I think it's like a hundred miles or something like that off their coast that's so funny is legally theirs okay so mexico is trying to find this island because if you were to find this island then it would extend their legal right to oil in the gulf of mexico to make oil rigs and stuff yeah that relates to another conspiracy theory i have oh fuck yeah and that also weirdly (laughs) kind of coincides with a class i'm taking this semester on international law that's pretty cool and you know what group i'm in what like a specific international law? Oil. Well, not oil, but international yeah. law of the sea. Oh. So everything we're going to be talking about, What's, it's like, oh, I could tell you this in the class. It's not so cool, right? Like. <laughs> you, you should, you should in your class, you should look up sea I'm going to mention it. You should look up sea land sometime. Mm-hmm. Sea land is a sovereign, quote unquote sovereign, uh, nation. It's pretty much an oil rig. <laughs> Oh, um, I think yeah. Off the coast of England, I believe it's on the off the coast of England, um, and they, they claim themselves to be a sovereign nation. Mm-hmm. Um, and you could go on their website and pay. It's like I want to say like forty bucks and become a knight of Sealand. Can I be a citizen? Yeah, yeah. Well, you can you can pay them. So if you, I, I got it right here, <laughs> Sealand.gov. And it's official, right? Um, well, better be. <laughs> they, it's a well. The, the website is official. Sealand, I don't know the actual <laughs> recognition of like if it's recognized as a sovereign nation. It's just an, it's an oil platform, not even a full oil. Rig. And it's off the coast of. Uh, I want to say it's the off UK? the coast. It's off the eastern Britain. coast of Britain. Yeah, and so it's in the north. Maybe sea. it's just like a British inside joke. But you you can become a lord or lady of Sealand. Any of our UK listeners. Please let us know. Or only forty nine ninety nine or forty four ninety nine. Let us know if you're a knight of Sealand. A knight of Sealand. You can become for forty four ninety nine. You can be a lord, lady, or baroness. Wait, baroness. how much? Forty four ninety nine. Forty four ninety nine to become a baroness. A lord, lady, baron, or baroness. Not bad. For two hundred and for almost three hundred bucks, you can be able to become a count. Ooh, okay, for, that's what I'm. For six hundred and fifty dollars, you can become a duke. <laughs> and for 130 dollars, you can be a knight or a dame. So for 130 bucks, American dollars, okay? Yes, I can be a knight of Sealand. Of yes. Sealand, yes. You know what? I've spent money on worse things. I have too. Let's be honest, <laughs> right? I mean, imagine on the podcast and in life, we could be like, "Yeah, I'm a sir, okay, Sir, sir Jackson, Jackson, Sir Colton, Lord Colton." I want to be a lord because I'd like to be able to put lord in front of my name. Right. Lord Colton. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know it was that cheap to be a knight. That's cool. Yeah. Of a vaguely <laughs> I have, middle country. I have a friend I grew up with who is technically a knight of Spain. When he was Really? A, when he was a kid, he went to Spain and he met the king of Spain, the monarch. And the monarch knighted him. 
it was clearly like the monarchs, like, he's a little kid. I'm Spain gonna still has a king? Yeah, Spain does still have a king, Felipe. They, Spain does still have a, mon- oh, wow. a, a royal family, yeah. In fact, a lot, of, a lot of European nations still have royal families, just like Britain does. It's just the queen. Well, of yeah, England. that's true. In American, like, new, in American news, the queen of England is the forefront of all of those things. Well, yeah, and I always think of like parliament and stuff. Yeah, because that's uh, the real. Well, yeah, you know, Spain still has their, you know, their yeah. parliament and their government. The the royal family doesn't have that much power. Yeah, exactly. It's it's just a. Title. But there is a royal family. Yeah. And I have a friend once growing up. He uh, he uh, met like the the king of Spain. I don't remember how. Um, and it was clearly just like the king, the, you know, king was like, this is a little kid. I'm just going to, you know, have some fun right here. And he knighted him. But the king did it. The king did do it. <laughs> so and There was no official ceremony. There was no paperwork. He can't claim knight sir on his name because there's no paperwork or nothing. Unofficially. But unofficially, the, the king knighted him. That's all that matters. Which is pretty cool. Hey, in the middle, he can he can claim like, "Hey, I'm a Spanish." That's all knight. that. That's all that you needed in the Middle Ages. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Like, anyway, uh, Bermeja, <laughs> the island. Bermeja. Uh, so in the '90s, uh, the Mexico sent out. Um, I believe it was in the '90s. I'm doing a lot of stuff in memory. I have some notes here. That's but, cool. Um, uh, Mexico sent out a, uh, a ship to uh, survey the area, trying to find it to. Because of the oil laws and stuff like that. Right. They wanted that island. And they couldn't find it. It wasn't there. It was on all the maps, but it wasn't there. And uh, right here I have actually the first, um, the first time it's ever mentioned is in 1590, or 1539. Oh, wow. 1539 is the first uh, time so the island was mentioned. Pretty far back. So, you know, basically, you know, there's been a lot of, t- there's been a lot of attempts to find this island and it just isn't there. Do you know, do you have any idea why it was even mentioned in the first place? Was it mistaken for something well, else? there's a couple theories. And the first I'm going to get into the conspiracy theories. Right. About it. Okay. The main conspiracy theory, there's a couple small theories, like there was an earthquake that sunk it under the ocean type of thing. Atlantis style. But the main... Re- I mean, reasonably, that could happen. The main conspiracy theory involves with the by, during the time that Mexico was looking for this island to try to claim it and say and to extend their oil rights, Mexico was in the process of negotiating oil rights with the United States. I see. So there's a theory that during this process, the United States destroyed the island via maybe nuclear bombs. They could have covered it up as one yeah. of their tests. It's it's a theory of the CIA went in and. And got rid of reminds the me of Bikini now. Atoll. Like I, I could see that. Yeah. Happening. I could honestly see that. Happening. I could see that happening. Um, and it's not actually the craziest conspiracy theory. Um, the the uh, reality is probably there's two realistic scenarios on why this. But island. that also seems like going a little bit overboard. Yeah. It's like we don't want you to have more access to oil rigs, so we're gonna nuke this island. You don't want to have. We don't want you to have. A hundred miles more ocean. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so we're gonna nuke this island. Yeah, F, you know, <laughs> exactly. It's screw it, you, Mexico. The 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 <laughs> realistic scenario is that the island never existed at all. Yeah. Um, and the two theories, the first one I think is less likely, is that it was simply a mistake when they were first mapping the region. Right. The second, I think, is more likely. So back in the 1500s, the 1600s, etc. Um, well, I imagine how difficult it was to be a charter back then. A cartographer, yeah, it was yeah, a very a difficult job. Yeah. And maps were highly valued. They oh, were yeah. expensive. 
I bet. And cartographers wanted credit for their work. Yeah. So it wasn't uncommon for cartographers to add small islands to their maps. To get a little extra. To add, So if someone copied their map, they would know. Oh, they I see. They would be able to see it and see, like, you copied my map because you have that island on there, and I know that island is fake because I made it up. Oh. So I know you copied my map. And there's a theory that um, possibly Bermeja was added by a cartographer <laughs> as a anti- uh, um, like plagiarism, plagiarism thing, and it just got and then co- people just copied it anyways. Yeah, it, it just still got copied and kept getting copied and ended up on a standard on maps. Oh wow! Yeah, can you find it on standardized maps? On nowadays? Yeah, I don't believe so. It's not if you if you were to go on Google Maps. Let's go on Google Maps. It's sometime. not. It is not there. Yeah, <laughs> I would go right now, but that probably take, that'd take too much. Time. If you were to go on Google Maps with any satellite generated map, it's not there. But. I will say, Google Maps does have these blacked out spots, yeah. which I theorize is maybe like government sites and stuff like that. But also, what if there's a blacked out spot exactly where, what is it called? Bermeja. Bermeja is supposed to be. Just saying. Well, I got right here. Or if, what if there's like a weird glitchy area? If you look up Ber- uh, Bermeja on uh, what does it take you to like a town or something or a street? Uh, it takes you to uh, ocean. There's nothing there. It's just At least blue. that's what they want us to know. It's just blue. That's that's what they want us to know. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe it is there and there's some crazy conspiracy on what's going on there. I mean, what is going on there that they would have to hide? That's the real Area 51, maybe. Yeah. Area 51 is not actually Nevada. <laughs> it's on an island that they've convinced the that they've convinced people doesn't even exist. Nice. Maybe. That's uh, well, if. That's a new conspiracy theory. If a SWAT team starts uh, busting in through our windows and our door, yeah, then we know we're onto something. Definitely. And if we're that's caught, a, that's a new conspiracy. Spread the message. Spread it. It's a new conspiracy theory, courtesy of the Drunk <laughs> Podcast. Come get me, Trump. I'm ready. <laughs> um, All right. What, so, what have you got now? So I got one that's similar. I, I might as well go for it. You know. Definitely. So there's this whole conspiracy theory. And it was mostly started by this Reddit post about 10 years ago that Finland does not exist. Yes, you mentioned this and I love Finland, this. Finland, i.e. a real country that we know does exist with real people that live in a it. A very large landmass. Does not exist. Yes. Okay? <laughs> it's, it's all a farce, okay? So the main argument for this theory is that Finland is not actually a landmass, but it's where it's basically just open sea. Yeah. In between Western Russia and Eastern Sweden. Yeah, the Baltic Sea. Yeah, Yeah, the Baltic Sea. And that Finland was created by Japan and Russia. By Japan and Russia. During the Cold War, or even before then, as early as the 1920s. Hmm. Or even before that, because Finland was founded in 1917, I believe. Yeah. But either way, that early, Japan and Russia had this crazy idea. Let's make up this fictional country, get everyone to believe in it, just so we can have more fishing rights. <laughs> Seriously. I, <laughs> oh, that sounds... That doesn't sound 
that much like something they wouldn't try to do. So during a time like, of increasingly so, more... So the Bolshevik, the Bolshevik Revolution in Russia was in 1917. Yeah. And it makes sense, Throughout right? the 20s, so, you know, in the... Lenin, uh, Vladimir Lenin, uh, uh Lenin, uh, he uh, was the leader of the Soviet Union. They were not called the Soviet Union yet. No. Um, uh, through uh, to the early 20s. And then it wasn't until the late 20s that actually Stalin took power. Yeah. So it would have been sometime in that, that era between... It makes sense, um, right? The end of Lenin's reign and the beginning of Stalin's. That, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, due to more, you know, increasingly more environmental policies been set about, you know, and not really during that time, but like during the end of World War II, you know, if United Nations... Uh, Japan and Russia, I guess they just really wanted to get extra fish. They really wanted extra fishing rights. <laughs> and they created Finland as a fake country. And they even tricked people that think they believe in living in Finland, okay? So. Okay, explain this. There's real Finnish people, right? Yeah, not know, really. Finland, it's the. They're just tricked, okay? Finland, it's the, it's the country to be at. They're actually just living in Eastern Sweden and Western Russia. <laughs> and somehow they get them to ignore that there's open sea there in between them in between them yeah <laughs> and they, it just works just right get them to ignore the fact that there's a large open sea in between <laughs> the middle of Finland <laughs> <laughs> I just love the idea that Japan and, and by the way another thing that goes with this theory is uh, the guy that wrote this theory on Reddit I forget his name whatever but in fact I think I have it just to give him credit because it is pretty amazing. Purveyor of the truth. Okay. Purveyor of the truth. <laughs> I wish I had a title like that. That that was the last post four years ago about wow. this theory, and apparently, um, <laughs> <laughs> so Japan and Russia were on opposing sides of the war during World War Two. Yes. Japan was with the Axis powers. Yeah, and and in and the, Russia and in the late eight allies with the United States. Is that the time. very late? Is like the eighteen nineties or very early nineteen hundreds? There, Japan and Russia actually fought a war. Yeah, the, yeah. But obviously, I, according to the conspiracy theorists, they were buddy buddy this whole time, mm. and they just wanted uninterrupted, uninterrupted fishing rights in the Baltic Sea. Okay. So they created Finland's fake country so they could fish more. But it goes beyond that, okay? There's more layers. How does Japan plan into these fishing rights because Japan's on the other side of the world? Because, well, they can still fish over there. Okay. You know, they can. That just sounds like for the time. Japan like, fishes for, everywhere. For the 20s to be like a stretch of them. Spending, well, that's when it started. That's Oh, wait. Spending the resources Okay, to I think I there. messed up. The 20s is probably when they first came up with the idea. And yeah. then they didn't think about the fishing thing until a little later on. All right, so they came with it to invent Finland, and they were basically like, "Let's do this. It might come in handy later." Yeah, and it's a great. Um, okay, okay, I can see that. And it's a great power that they have, apparently. Yeah. And this big country. They have. A, they have an extra seat in the United Nations. Uh, and in the EU. Also, so one of Finland's main exports, as you know, is Nokia. As I know. <laughs> okay. Um, Nokia is one of Finland's main exports and one of Japan's main imports. Oh. So wouldn't it make sense to have a pseudo country, have this company that you get pseudo imports from? 
Yeah. To just make it look like... To collect yeah. extra taxes exactly. from their own citizens. Yeah. Okay. Ooh. <laughs> and also one of Finland's main exports is oil. Okay. And this goes to how you were talking about with Burhima or what Bur- is it called? Burhema. Bur- Burhema. Bur- Bur- something. I, yeah. I, well, anyways. Burmeca is how I've heard it pronounced. So they can have a bunch of offshore oil rigs and stuff. And what should be international waters but since it's finland they can just say it's finland's oil rigs yeah and then they can get all this oil and because finland is actually a body of water they can also have all the oil rigs inside finland's exactly because it's actually an ocean yeah they could just say they're oil drilling sites yeah so they can avoid all that stupid international law bullcrap that they have to deal with right I think and the biggest hole so far in this is the fact that they clearly came up with this idea before they had the idea to actually capitalize <laughs> off of it. Well, the theorist says, um, the purveyor of truth, he or she states that they came up the idea as a like backup plan for something else. Okay, We need to consult from now on. We need to consult the purveyor, the purveyor, of, the truth. purveyor of truth whenever we are on. You know, not sure. About also, something. people from Finland, they genuinely believe they live in Finland, right? As I, I would too. <laughs> if I in reality, they are from small towns on either the eastern part of Sweden or western part of Russia or the northern part of Estonia. Oh, okay. See, you know, I, I, I would, <laughs> if I would live there, I would believe that too. You know, for example, I genuinely believe I live in Durango, Mexico, when in reality, we live in. <laughs> people from Finland are also fooled that their own country exists and the country actually exists in between the eastern part of Sweden and Russia okay so Finland is just this whole it's all a farce dude it's none of it's real it makes me question everything. Well, it makes, it makes sense because Finland is the most perfect country. So even as early as 1925, Japan and the Soviet Union had secret deals with each other regarding fishing rights between the two countries. The Soviet Union giving up m- much of its fishing rights to Japan with seemingly no explanation as why. Yeah, okay. And then thus and when Finland. Giving up fishing rights when? Since 1925. Giving up fishing rights to... With no explanation why? Yeah. To yeah. Japan, yeah. Okay. Um. My only explanation, because <laughs> I, I don't know why. I mean, because, so, in the, the Russian-Japanese War, the... Can I just you know, read you, the like... Tur- the turn of the 1900s, uh, Jap- Japan kicked Russia's ass. I'm going to just quote straight from this forum. Okay. Okay. From the purveyor of truth himself. Oh, oh, oh. It's... Purveyor of truth. <laughs> the almighty, the all-knowing. Let's take a drink to that. <laughs> okay. All right, speak the words of wisdom. The answer is simple. Japan and Russia share a common secret. A common asset that worked in both of their favors. And that asset was Finland. <laughs> <laughs> It is unclear when Finland was first thought up. Some say it was during the Cold War, and others say it was as far back as the 1920s. But the necessity of Finland was quite simple. Japan can fish in the region of ocean between Sweden and Russia without worry for environmental repercussions. 
After all, nobody's going to expect fishing regulations to be broken in a place where everyone thinks there's a landmass, will they? <laughs> and in return, Russia will get a percentage of fish to distribute amongst their populace. It's a simple case of fishing the Finnish Sea, transporting it across Russia. And then, oh wait, and that was the real reason for the construction of the Trans-Siberian Railway, by the way. Okay? For transporting a fish. Transporting a fish. <laughs> From Finland. From the Finnish Sea. The construction sea. of the Trans-Siberian Railway in the turn of the... It was for fish. In the turn of the 20th century, before this idea was thought <laughs> Primarily. of. Primarily. Before this idea was thought of. Before the 30s, it was thought of, yes. They constructed this railroad <laughs> for this idea that they had not thought of yet, and then went to war over with Japan over this railroad, <laughs> who they would later come up with the idea to build the railroad with. Okay, here's some questions that the, the author, purveyor of truth, actually posted. What about Finnish people? Are they all in on the conspiracy? No. People from Finland genuinely believe they're from Finland. In reality, you know, I already explained that. Yeah. What about all of Finland's other exports other than Nokia? Um, three biggest are uh, oil, tech, and software. Oils gathered from offshore platforms where the rest of us believe the landmass is. Simple. Duh. Those exports are clearly, the, the, those exports are <laughs> fish and oil are clearly from Sweden, actually. What about Helsinki? <laughs> That's an enormous city on the world stage. Helsinki is located in eastern Sweden. It's not like the people flying there without, would notice. <laughs> Why do other countries go along with it? At first, it was a sign of goodwill between Western countries and the Soviet Union. A bargaining chip that could be played. But Finland has since evolved to something much more. An idealistic placeholder for what countries should aspire to. No real oh, country Jesus. could consistently place first in education, healthcare, gender equality, literacy rates, national stability, etc. The least corrupt government in the world, freedom of press. It's a concept for countries and people to aspire to. Well, and fin that's, that's where the problems about <laughs> Finland's existence is disputed. No country in the world could possibly be that good. Finland is, after all, the best country in the world. Monty, Monty Python wrote a whole song about Finland. Have you ever, have you ever seen or listened listen to the song from Spamalot, their Broadway adaptation of the Holy Grail? It's been a long time. They have the, the opening of that entire uh, play uh, is, is a song about how Finland is the, it's the country for me, and it's the traditional Finnish fish shop and dance and all that, and how Finland is so great. And then, of course, they end it with being like, you know, a guy storms in and goes, Finland, I was talking about Britain. And everyone's like, oh, <laughs> they all leave. But I they have you know, a whole song about how Finland's the best. Finland is great, but it's not real, okay? Um, and I love this part. Why the name Finland? Simple. The country was originally made for fishing. What do fish have? Fins. <laughs> Thus, Finland. Finland. That's what about... That's my uh, okay, here's so another one. I'm Finnish, and if we have any Finnish listeners, we believe you're real, okay? Just your country isn't. Yeah. Okay? You are real. The <laughs> country isn't. Your life is a lie. Possibly this world isn't real either, but that's a that's whole other thing. That's a whole other whole episode. So today. I'm Finnish, and your attack on my people and culture is insulting. Purveyor Troop says... I'm not insulting Finnish people or culture. I don't even deny that there is Finnish culture. 
When you have a collective of a few million people identifying as Finnish, then of course the culture will be built around it. I'm simply saying that the, the landmass land of Finland exist. isn't actually there. It doesn't mean that there can't be a culture or identity of being Finnish. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I need to bring this up. I'm taking a rise and fall of the Soviet Union class in, in school right now. I need to bring this up with my professor. <laughs> what does she think about Finland? If it exists or not. <laughs> oh, here's some comments. This one's from a guy named Jen Extraordinaire. Okay. Another cool one. I am Finnish and I have only one question. How do I profit from this? <laughs> <laughs> and here's another one from so the that's, one, a, that's a good question. That's a, the one who knock worst. Okay. Step one, spread conspiracy. Step two, wherever you run into someone who finds this conspiracy plausible, kill them. Okay. <laughs> Jackson, do you find this plausible? I've never been there. So what that means? I mean, I've seen it on maps. I've seen it on Google Earth. I've studied it in class. But So does that mean I have to kill you? I've never been there. No, you kill them if they think it's plausible. But you're you're saying <laughs> you're saying that you Oh yeah. You're not denying that it is plausible. You're just saying you're saying that there's, there could be. You've never been there. You don't know. I just. I've I, never been to Finland either. Do we have to kill each other? Ah oh, shit! Damn it! I right, think about this eventuality. Okay. Die. That, that, would, that would be a good, you know. That'd be a good ending. A good right? finale to the entire <laughs> podcast. Where we, we we fight each other to death. Fourteen episodes and they kill each other to the death. <laughs> Or so they fight each other to fight the each other to death. <laughs> the winner gets to the winner gets to continue the podcast. Except we both die. End of every season. We're gonna get in a fencing match and just immediately stab each the other. The last episode of every season, we fight each other to a death. To the and death. then there's new hosts. And then and That's then just how it whoever works. wins hires a new host to replace the dead person. <laughs> and if we both die, the last person listening to it has to take over. Yes. Or we will haunt you. Yes. <laughs> if you're listening to this and we both die in a random car accident you have to take over the podcast assuming you know for sure you were the only person listening to this yeah yes <laughs> and if you're one of our Danish listeners let us know if you know your Finnish neighbors or do they seem weird yeah, are they if, hiding something yeah or if anyone at some point in Finland listens to this is your country real yeah <laughs> tell us let us know just tell the truth okay tell the truth we can smell lies <laughs> So yeah, that's one of my one of my amazing stupid ones. Oh, that's a great. That is a pretty great uh, <laughs> conspiracy theory there. And there's even more. Like, I didn't even get that involved with it. This is just like the summary that yeah. I read. So it's I've, crazy. I've got one here, and I don't mean to one up your country doesn't exist. <laughs> but I've got a conspiracy theory about a whole time period doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> this is called the phantom time hypothesis. In short, the Middle Ages didn't happen. Okay. Yes. Specifically, specifically the Middle Ages, so actually more like the Dark Ages. Not the so, Medieval Ages, so between 614 and 911 AD. Oh. Didn't so happen. Super about, dark ages. about 300 years there. Yeah. Viking Age also. 
Viking Age. So, yeah. so this theory, this theory claims that this time period did not happen at all. And the core of this theory is that um, uh, the Holy Roman Emperor Otto the Third, uh, who lived uh, in uh, from nine six. 996 until uh, 1002. That's when he was ruled. Ruled, uh, and Pope Sylvester II. A pope, My favorite pope. A pope named Sylvester. Yeah. I mean, come on, Sylvester. How could you not like the guy? Sylvester Stallone? Uh, Sylvester the cat. Sylvester the cat. Sylvester the crab. Right. Yeah. I think so. I don't know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> From Little Mermaid. Look uh, it up. And the Byzantine Emperor Constantine the Seventh. Uh, they apparently fabricated this idea. They fabricated why? this entire time period. <laughs> um, well, the why is a pretty simple why. They wanted to boost... Didn't have something to do with fishing. It didn't have anything to do with fishing. Okay. No. They wanted to boost their, <laughs> uh, their reputation. They wanted to create this whole time period to boost... Uh, to make people believe that all these things happened, that why they're in power and all that sort of stuff. Oh, so they to were give themselves, give themselves, creating a and fictional historical narrative. To, yeah, like, to support themselves. Right. That's that's the. I law. could see that. Well, that's happened before. Yeah, that's happened before. I mean, you know, the the Soviet Union fabricated or changed their own history in their schools mm-hmm. to support their own agendas. They yeah, fabricated events or didn't fabricate events. They they fabricated the well, outcome events. Even like here. Like when you're in elementary school and stuff, you're always taught about Christopher Columbus and how great he was. Yeah. And he, he peace they the pilgrims peaceably arrived on the land and just had Thanksgiving with yeah. the natives and it was all cool. In reality, it wasn't. Okay? <laughs> it was not. In reality it wasn't, yeah. Um, um that's some fictional American history that we're all taught as kids. Seriously. It's for real. Really, yeah. Definitely, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. According, according to this scenario, the whole Carlaginian period, including Charlemagne himself, was fabricated. Now, Charlemagne's a pretty important figure in history. Yeah, as I've heard. If you're <laughs> if you're uh, familiar with Charlemagne, we'll get into Charlemagne a little bit later. Yeah. I have a, I have a Charlemagne-related theory for you, but okay. <laughs> um, so this, this theory, it relies on a couple things. Um, it involves the uh, calendar. Where am I going with this? I'm trying to... I am trying to... Yeah, it mainly involves the calendar. So the modern calendar we know of started... Kind of, it kind of started with Julius Caesar. So in the you know 40s BC, something... You know the forties. Yeah, forties BC. Something BC, like that. the time of Julius Caesar. Right <laughs> yeah. after, right after he came back from Gaul and take, took power in Rome, and kind of became. Well, many of our days are power. named after Roman deities. Uh, yeah, Saturn, yeah. Saturn's so day. He took the, the so the example. Roman calendar had this, a uh, flaw in it. Where, it was missing. About, ten days. <laughs> but they knew this. They knew it was missing about 10 hey, days. Maybe so that's why we have leap years. So right? it was, well, that is why we have leap years, actually. Oh. So I'm um, getting to that. So the, it was in the Roman calendar, it was missing about 10 days. And it was the job of um, a certain person in Rome, I don't remember the exact title, 
um, to insert these days into the calendar to make to make up for it. I see. And this job happened to be Julius Caesar's job, oh, um, no. which is actually there's a fun story about how he used this to win not win a battle but to became to be uh, get a tactical advantage during the Roman Civil War during his time because he it was his job to do this but then he spent years and years in Gaul fighting you know the Gauls and stuff and oh yeah trying expeditions to Britain and stuff so he wasn't doing it <laughs> so during the Roman Civil War when he he had to cross over from uh, Italy over to Greece to try to attack some of his enemies over there all of his enemies they formed a blockade and all of his enemies there they thought it was January <laughs> But actually, Julius Caesar knew he'd, been, knew he'd been neglecting the calendar. So he knew it was actually like March. <laughs> and how does this make a difference? Uh, because they thought it was winter, so they pulled their ships into port. Oh. And he knew it wasn't winter, so he could safely cross. And by the time they realized what was going on, it was too late. He got much of his armies over. I there. love how just because the calendar said it was January, they, they didn't ass- think to look around. They just assumed. And just like be like, oh, it's it they feels assu- like spring. They now. assumed a winter storm would come in while their <laughs> ships were out there or something. Wow. So he used that. Um, so Julius, once he kind of took power in Rome um, or the Senate, he decided to create a new calendar. And his calendar was very similar to the modern calendar. Um, it made it twelve months, uh, including July, named after himself, and mm-hmm. August, named Julius after Augustus. Augustus. Um, and it included a leap day because the year is. Tw- is uh, 365 days are 365.25 days mm-hmm. yeah so every four years you have a leap year to make for for that point 25 yeah however <laughs> so so he did this but however the year isn't actually 100 uh, uh, 365.25 it's actually 365.24 and some decimal numbers yeah so after you know 1500 1600 years of using the Europe using this calendar, every hundred and fifty years so forth. I, I'm this is all off memory right now, so I don't know the exact numbers. Um, the calendar would be off by like a year. Oh wow! So in the 1600s, they created the Gregorian calendar. And the Gregorian calendar solved this, and it has some weird. It's the calendar we use nowadays. Okay. It's a really, but it has some weird rules. So it still does the leap year every. Um, uh, four every four years, years. Yeah. but to make up for that uh, slight decimal number that every hundred years they take away a day and I think it's like every 400 years they add that day back in or some shit like that it's, weird. it's really weird it's really weird it, yeah um, but they basically solved all the problems but in the calculation of this Gregorian calendar this conspiracy theory says they lost about 300 years how does that happen? <laughs> yeah, how does that happen? So, so in the actual calculation, so the the difference of time, so it's it's thought that in the time between the when the Julian calendar was invented and the Gregorian calendar, about fourteen days were lost. In reality was actually about ten days. Okay, so there's about four days they're missing. Reasonable, um, but they lost about three hundred years. But that's because they did not calculate the Gregorian calendar to make up for the entire lost time of the Julian calendar. They calculated up to about the year 300. Oh, I see. AD. So that's where those 300 years went. 
But these 300 years, this theory says that these 300 years, because the Gregorian calendar is was missing these 300 years in time when you do the math and everything, that that's part of the evidence that that time was fabricated. I see. So, that's really confusing. Yeah. But the main point is they lost 300 years when yeah. making a Gregorian calendar. And then they just filled in the blanks after that. Yeah. And then they just made stuff up. Yeah, that's that's the theory. Um, there's more evidence, too, towards the uh, this stuff was made up. So if you look at Roman-type architecture in Europe, ruins and stuff like that. And basically, I'm going to go through this, this stuff. There's a couple of points here. Mainly. Uh, these are actually the two main points. <laughs> um, so there's a lot of one, you know, so there's, there's a scarcity of archaeological evidence in this time period of uh, 614 to 911 um, AD. And, you know, they use this evidence as this as evidence that nothing happened there, that it was, that there's no archaeological evidence there because nothing actually happened. In reality, there is a lot that actually happened and there is archaeological evidence. There's not just not a ton of it. Um, and the other thing is that if you look at Roman type architecture through the time times, there's a lot of Roman type ruins and architecture that are way newer than our calendar would say so. Oh, I see. And the the thing is like the the the, the theory is that uh, this Roman architecture would be 300 years older if these 300 years happened. But there's a very easy explanation for this. Okay. So you know how if you look around the modern day, there's Roman columns and shit every fucking where? Oh, yeah. We have a White House. Yeah, in the United States, they, we adopted yeah, we, tons of Roman Yeah, we use Roman architecture. Classical architecture like the, that. Yeah, we use that shit all the time. Yeah, so did Charlemagne. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Like, we reused and reinvented certain classical forms of architecture and, yeah and you know that goes into the renaissance era how they went back using you know greek going back to greek statues and stuff like that yeah it's just it's all the same so this like, argument that there's the presence of roman-esque architecture that's way too late in you know where when it was built to be actually roman the the answer is well it's not roman yeah, it's just it was just people copying Romans. Yeah, exactly. Because we did that, we still do that. Yeah, we do that on a daily basis. Go to a courthouse. Yeah, just go ever, to a courthouse. Ever since the Romans existed, <laughs> people who were not Romans thought the Romans were awesome. And what's funny, we've been co- <laughs> we've been copying the Romans, but the Romans copied the Greeks. So really, we're just copying yeah. the Greeks. We're just really copying the Greeks. <laughs> you know. Yes. Yeah. Really, just Romans and Greeks were pretty awesome, and we still think that today. Yeah, and, they, and the Romans they did concrete, and they so thought that cool. back in the seven hundreds too. Really, the Romans did concrete. <laughs> that was the thing they did. They concrete, did. Yeah, that's the thing they did that the Greeks didn't. They made concrete. Yeah, that, that was what the, allowed them to make more impressive structures. Than the Greeks. Yeah, and like not that the Greeks larger structures. Make, and... Not that the Greeks didn't make impressive structures. I mean, the Parthenon, which is just a standing structure still, mm-hmm. is extremely impressive. And legends say that there were more impressive Greek structures. Oh, I Parthenon. bet. Yeah. That's just the, one of the last ones standing. But, you know, the, the, the Romans made the, uh, what's it called? Uh, the thing in Rome. The Roman Colosseum. Not the Colosseum. The... 
The Pantheon. Pantheon, yeah. Yeah, the Pantheon has a dome. It's one of the, which would have been impossible without concrete. Yeah. Concrete's good. Yeah, you know how the Pantheon dome was constructed? They actually built blocks that were shaped just they, the right way. Where yeah, they, they just made a mold where pretty when much. You, well, they didn't make a mold. They actually made blocks of concrete. When you stacked them the right way, they all came together kind of like an arch with a keystone. Oh, I see. But it's a dome. I see. Versus um, the, the modern version of a dome where you would build it differently in the more modern way wasn't built until the Renaissance. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> well, the Pantheon's pretty cool in real life. Yeah. It is cool. Very cool. But you know what's really cool? What is really cool? Stargates. Stargates. Okay. Oh, <laughs> Very way off now from calendars. <laughs> um, Stargates. So there's this theory that started in the early, well, late 90s, early 2000s, that the U.S. invaded Iraq, not over oil or because of terrorism, no. Stargates. Over Stargates. Okay. So apparently, let's go way back. Even further back than you went. Okay? Oh. Around 3000 BC, you have the ancient Sumerians, right? Yeah. And they worship these deities known as the um, Anunnaki. And according to this theory that these deities weren't really gods or like mythological figures they were real and they were aliens ancient aliens as a lot of theories goes ancient aliens that's yeah history channel after you know that one guy with the crazy hair yeah well not it used to be that was history channel after like midnight now it's history channel after like noon dude i loved history channel after midnight history channel after midnight you know it's pretty crazy stuff ancient aliens that show is Stupid <laughs> and ridiculous, but I love it. It's so much it's, fun. It's a lot of fun. Man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that whole show is a conspiracy theory. But um, yeah, they were actually aliens with advanced technology, and that's why the Sumerians were such an advanced culture early in human <laughs> history, right? Yeah. Because um, they had stargates. Well, exactly. Let's get to that. So they had <laughs> stargates. <laughs> And apparently the Sumerians, they traveled the Stargates all the time. Like, it's so crazy stuff. They went to different planets. It's whatever. Well, flash forward to late ni- to the 90s. Okay, 90s. Okay. 90s. The era of NSYNC. And S-Club, Just NSYNC. And S Club <laughs> 7. <laughs> and Insane Clown Posse. Insane Clown Posse. Late 90s? I don't know. Pennywise. Pennywise. That's the other clown one. <laughs> I mean, Those are the only significant the band, bands. The band, the the band isn't clown, but <laughs> Alice in Wonderlands, but in chains. Alice. Alice in shackles. Yes, it's my favorite of, band. It's a form of band called Alice in Shackles. shackles. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Stargate, the show, was pretty popular. It was Pretty well received, right? Yeah, it's a pretty cool show. Well, it was least popular. I've, I've seen a little bit. It's, it's not cool. the best show, if we're going to be real. Yeah, no, no. But it's, it's, but it's Stargate is popular. It, it can be fun. Anyways, <laughs> this, uh, this whole theory started that we invaded Iraq because Saddam Hussein had access to a Stargate. At least one Stargate. Okay. Probably more. And it's located um, in this ancient Sumerian temple 
near the great city of Ziggurat. No, it's Temple Ziggurat, and it's found near Nezerat. Okay. And, yeah, Saddam Hussein had access to a Stargate, according to this. What was Saddam Hussein doing with the Stargate? He was using it. He was traveling, getting access to like, technology. Like him personally was traveling, or he was having people travel? No, he, he would go, too. He would go, too? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, apparently, also, in this theory that the Nazis actually fought the British over control of the Stargate during World War II. Oh. So kind of an Indiana Jones story there. Yeah. That'd, that'd be, be pretty, great. That'd yeah. be pretty cool. I'd um, watch that movie. So, yeah, the whole Iraq war was not... It was fought over ancient alien teleportation tech. And we classified it as a weapon of mass destruction, right? And that's why we went into the war. Okay. You know, with the Bush administration and everything. Weapon of mass destruction, Stargates. And... Yeah, that's pretty much it. No. <laughs> well, I mean, um, I mean, did you know that you know the CIA used a TARDIS to help them on the moon landing? Duh. It's and, actually oh. an episode of Doctor Who where the, there's a moon landing episode with Doctor Who. He doesn't. He doesn't use the TARDIS to help the moon landing. He uses the moon landing to help his mission. Also, it's said according to this theory that there's a. Indefinite amount of stargates located on the earth, and they're just waiting to be found, right? Indefinite, yeah, Whoa. just endless. Um, and apparently, yeah, the Bush administration they recognized that Hussein had some very, very valuable, relevant information concerning the ancient history of the planet with these stargates. So yeah, you have the Iraq War. We have now we have access to the Stargate, right? And um, this theory has no legitimacy. Obviously, there's no good like real evidence. It just kind of came out of nowhere, and I think people just were wanting to have a fun time with a crazy conspiracy theory. Yeah, a lot of these seem like it's that. But then, like, yeah, with the Finland one... They're just trying to have fun. The whole Finland one that we covered earlier, they thoroughly believed in that. The yeah. purveyor of the truth. Maybe the purveyor of truth purveyor. this one, too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I mean... I, I mean, don't know. If I had watched the movie with Kurt Russell and James Bader, <laughs> I, I, would, I would probably believe that as well. And um, just <laughs> imagine, okay... What really would Saddam Hussein would be doing with the Stargate? I just... <laughs> That's a good question. I don't know. <laughs> and why didn't we lose the war? Well, we didn't really lose it our win. It's still kind of going on, but that's a whole other thing. But if Saddam Hussein had access to this alien technology... Shouldn't have we been slaughtered, right? Right, yeah. But unless we already have a Stargate 2 and we just wanted another one. Maybe, maybe, right? that, maybe that's the case as well, yeah. <laughs> we had a Stargate and we, we just didn't want him to have one. Um, so a, this guy that uh, came out with this theory, he was interviewed on Vice, and that's the main article I'm pulling from here. Vice Canada, actually. Okay. <laughs> Vice Canada. 
the most trusted. It's, it's my it's my main source of information. Yes, yeah. Canadian news is the best news because they apologize. Yeah, they're nice. They're nice people. They'll be like, we're deceiving. we love our Canadian listeners. By they'll, the way, they'll be like, we're deceiving you because we're the news. But sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry, eh? Sorry. So let's talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> um, so the guy's name is Dr. Michael Sala okay I guess he's a doctor I don't know if he calls himself that but he said well okay what is a Stargate Stargate I don't know what it... instantaneous space time means of travel time and space travel teleportation instantaneous okay. that's what it is it's a portal Simple okay. enough. Um, <laughs> so this guy goes on to say, essentially more and more people are coming forward saying that they have been involved in these classified programs where these technologies are used quite regularly and that they are found all over the planet. Iraq is just one place they're found. <laughs> I mean, who's to say, right? Maybe there is Stargates. Maybe... Well, you know, <laughs> I don't know. You know, Iraq is where the cradle of civilization would have been. Yeah, it's true. So, okay, so that's pretty much that one. There's not much evidence. Right. It just exists, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> you have another one? I have one more. Okay, and I got one more after that, so it's All perfect. Right. I kind of want to talk about mine last because it's it's a little silly. Hmm. It's a little sillier. Mine's pretty silly too. Okay, but okay. Do rock paper scissors on that then? <laughs> Let's do rock, paper, scissors on that. Ready? Great. Let me do my thing. <laughs> okay. All right. Ready? Rock, rock paper, scissors, scissors, shoot. Oh, you got scissors. I All was right. paper. Right. Cut you, me up. You go first, then. I lost. Yeah. Because we both <laughs> wanted to go first. Or last. last. We both yeah, wanted yeah, to okay. go last. Okay. So, <laughs> so you know the Large Hadron Collider? Yes. Located near Geneva? Yeah, it's pretty pretty cool, pretty fascinating uh, piece of equipment. Well, apparent. Well, there's this whole fear, and this comes from the concept itself, basically. So, you know, the scientists studying the la- large hadron collider and the whole reason it was invented, and it's massive. It's miles long, right? It's yeah. This enormous Cause machine ba- under the ground. Basically, what it does is it slams atoms together at the speed of light. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty crazy stuff. <laughs> it's a big and machine. the whole point is there's well, not just atoms, but they're specifically uh, slamming hadron particles yeah, against okay. each other at the speed of light. And what they're trying <laughs> to do is recreate the situation way back that started the Big Bang. Okay. And in doing so, they'll find out new They'll find new particles and have new things in physics that we've never known, right? Yeah. Well, the- there's theoret- the whole... Theoretically, that would be awesome, but I've heard there's lots of fears about the outcomes of that. The fears, yes. Yeah. So they're trying... Basically, a lot of people call it the God particle. What caused or what was the result of the Big Bang, right? Well, we know the result of it, but the situation. The first atom. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And... So, there's a major conspiracy theory that the Large Hadron Collider 
was either created on purpose to do this or it will accidentally release the Egyptian god Osiris, <laughs> which is the god of death, and will result in the destruction of the world and our universe. And I don't know why it's Osiris specifically. Yeah, that seems like a strange choice. But that's what they there's say. There's other gods of death. It I could feel. be other ones. There, well, there's other gods of death I feel are probably more destructive. I think they went with Osiris because it sounded cool, right? Yeah. Because, you know, Osiris, he's like, he's a pretty <laughs> hands-off god of death. He's pretty much like, he rules the underworld. He doesn't really care much what happens above, you know, in the living world. Well, he cares about the Hadron Collider, okay? Apparently. And he's super into physics. He's super into physics. Okay? Probably was a physics major in college. He's definitely you know? a physics major. You know, scratch that. Not just a physics major. He probably got his major or his master's degree. No, <laughs> nay, his PhD in physics. <laughs> yeah, he's he got probably, his doctorate. He has a doctorate in physics. Um, <laughs> so why this... Again, this is another one that doesn't really have any evidence, of course. Just some crazy people online. It's just some crazy people saying that this will happen. And, well, the whole God of Death thing, I don't get. But I do see how people could fear how possibly this situation, if they're trying to basically recreate a simulation, well, not even a simulation, recreate on a small, albeit smaller scale. Yeah. The Big Bang. A lot of people fear that they will basically create another Big Bang, destroy the universe. Yeah. Right? Well, there, um, there's at the very least, I've heard fears that they could create a black hole. They could create a black hole. With they could create... Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, it could, it could... A lot of people think it could end up being really disastrous. Yeah. On a... Not just a global scale... But on a universal scale. I right? don't think the likelihood of the hydrant collider creating a disaster is very high because I feel like the scientists who, you know, have PhDs and shit on this subject <laughs> would would have thought that if they thought it was likely that this would destroy the world or the universe, they probably wouldn't have done it. Well, a lot of these conspiracy theorists think they're intentionally trying to do that and that they're intentionally specifically trying to awaken Osiris. Okay? Ah. Ooh. Or maybe they're trying to awaken Azathoth. Or Near Lepitet. Near Lepitet. Near Lepitet would probably be one of the scientists doing Oh, this. yeah. Near Lepitet <laughs> would get awakened. He's already around. He's awakened. He's already yeah. awakened. He's <laughs> one of the scientists that proposed the idea. Yeah. In this place. <laughs> <laughs> but that is crazy. I mean, that is crazy technology and shooting these particles at the over the speed of well at the speed of light or near the speed of light because you can't reach at the speed of light in physics right yeah, if you, you have any mass you can you can reach by at the, the speed of light and there's actually within the last decade i don't remember exactly what it was or where it was but they they managed to sh some scientists managed to uh uh fire a particle but yeah anything that's a, smaller than an atom it can be done yeah, that's they, true. They managed to fire a particle faster than the speed of light. It was a major breakthrough. Probably the Hadron Collider. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know where they did, where they did it or how they did it, but I, I remember hearing about it on NPR. <laughs> um, real quick before we get to yours, yeah, I want to talk about some well-known conspiracy theories oh, just for a second. Yeah. 
So you have the flat Earth one that we all been lied to that the Earth is a globe and that it's actually flat and the outer space and the moon is just all fake. It's all simulation, right? Yes. That one is bullshit. And then, <laughs> and then you have the faked moon landing one, which oh, yeah. I know enough about. I don't have a lot. I don't have any research on it, but I know enough about the argument. So. A, a lot of people, especially back then, because old timers and stuff didn't think it could happen, believe that the moon landing was faked. And the theory even goes as far to say that Stanley Kubrick directed the moon landing. I've heard that, yeah. Because, oh, he did 2001 um, Space Odyssey, which, which, so why couldn't he direct the moon landing? side point here, 2001 Space Odyssey is an amazing film. Yes. And... For 1968? I think it was 68. 68 or 69. It was a year before the actual moon landing. Yeah, that is true. The special effects and the visuals in that movie hold up to today. Oh, it's, yeah. It's groundbreaking. Amazing. Way ahead of its time. That, that scene at the end where they're, he's traveling like through time and there's all that stuff flying by the camera. Yeah. He's going through that portal thing. That was done practically. Yeah, it's crazy. And it took him... Um, Probably like two months to film all those special effects. Wow, it's ridiculous. There, there's special effects artists who worked on the film saying that they worked on that film for two and a half years. Damn, it's re- insane. So yeah, people think yeah. Stanley Kubrick directed the moon landing. Well, okay, why would we have to fake the moon landing? Well, one of the theories is the United States. You know, obviously we were in the space race with the Soviet Union. Okay. Yeah. And we faked the moon landing. Landing. Just to show, oh, we landed on the moon first. Suck it, Soviet Union. We did it. America did it. Well, according to the Soviet Union, they've said many times that you can't land on the moon. They can't. You can't even travel to the moon because of the deadly cosmic rays <laughs> that exist between the Earth and the moon that will kill you. Right? Yeah. And that we don't have the technology... Our protection to get through those. Also, the Stanley Kubrick thing. So yeah, people believed he directed the moon landing. And it even goes as far as connecting it to The Shining. Well, in The Shining, uh, what's his name? The kid, uh, uh, the kid's name, I forget. Danny? Yes. I think it's Danny. Yes. But either way, he, in one scene... So the, the room in The Shining, and Stanley Kubrick changed it because uh, in the book, the mysterious, like, spooky, crazy room was 217. Yeah. Because that's the actual room Stephen King stayed in at the um, Stanley Hotel. Yeah. Or the Overlook. I think the, it's Stanley in real well, life. Well, in real life, it's Stanley. Yeah. yeah. And, well, Stanley Kubrick... Which is Park, Colorado. They changed it. Yeah. I've been there. I've been there, too. Yeah. It changes... He changed it to room 237 because the hotel that he was filming at didn't want anyone to be scared to stay yeah. at any other room. So he changed it to 237. But why 237? Well, at the time, the moon was said to be, and it's the real calculations are different, but estimated the moon was 237,000 miles away from the Earth. So that's already kind of weird. Well, in one scene... When uh, the little boy finally goes into the room, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, but he's wearing a sweater, an Apollo uh, 11 sweater. Okay. He gets up, 
and the floor he, he's playing with truck toy trucks and stuff and the yeah. floor looks like a landing pad oh that nasa would have i would have never noticed that and um yeah, no, people will pick this movie apart over and over. There's a yeah. whole movie about the, Sh- the movie. Shining is a phenomenal movie. Yeah. yeah, and anyways, he gets up and he goes to the room, which is basically Stanley Kubrick admitting that he faked the moon landing. Oh. And his apology is The Shining. Yeah. Well, here, here's my, my take on the moon landing. First of all, I don't believe it was faked. Oh, it was real. Yeah, it was, it was real. definitely but real. But here's the thing. Even if it wasn't real... At least Apollo 12 was real. Yeah. And also, <laughs> you know, we've we landed. Were, we were still, because, you know, between Apollo 11 and Apollo 12, no one else had gone to the moon. So even if Apollo 11 was faked, we still were the first country ever. No, some of the theorists don't <laughs> go as far as saying everything was faked. Some of them say the moon landing was faked, but we did eventually land on the moon, but we faked it just to win the space race, right? Yeah, like 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 we landed on the moon, but the TV broadcast was fake. Yeah. You know, I, I don't believe that completely, but I could see that logic. I could of see like, the logic of, of like it. the TV broadcast. And was, I could definitely like, see the see of the United States doing that. I could definitely see like we actually sent in you know, Neil Armstrong and and the Buzz Aldrin and the other guy. And then we have the Hollywood you version, know, right? We actually sent them to the moon, but the real the the realism of actually getting that tape and broadcasting it as it was happening was kind of not realistic to do. So during we, those times, so especially, we, so we made a uh, a a video of it also, to broadcast when we thought they were going to be landing for everyone to see. How could we have not landed on the moon if we have a rover on Mars? Right. We yeah. literally landed a rover unmanned on Mars. Yeah. That's real. And also, we have deep space freaking satellites and all kinds of stuff, you know, observing Saturn and Jupiter. It's like, we can go into space. We are going into space. The whole cosmic ray thing was just the Soviet Union trying to save face and try to say that we didn't actually do it. In fact, I believe this whole theory was started by the Soviet Union just to discredit the United States for landing on the moon. and But a lot of people believe in it. Like, yeah. um, my great-grandpa, he believed into it, believed in it till the day he died, I believe. I mean, there's people that legitimately believe the moon landing was fake. It's not one of those theories that is just, like, crazy. It's like, there's people, normal yeah. people, yeah. that I, believe um, in it. I just had to look it up real quick, but uh, China has announced that they are, in the next 10 years, going to put a man on the moon. Oh, okay. Um, they plan on landing on the south pole of the moon, which uh, good for them. I mean, no one's been to the moon since Apollo, the last Apollo mission. You know, you can so like, and there's a lot more to discover on the moon. Scientifically, now there is another conspiracy theory. Getting people theory. up there is good. There's another one, and I don't know the details of it, but that there's a reason we haven't been back on the moon, mm. and it's not just be. Maybe we should bring that up in Spooktober. Exactly. Yeah. Aliens. Aliens. Some people believe that aliens already have claims to the moon. Yeah. Okay. And they they basically when we landed, they were like, "Okay, cool, you landed. Now get the fuck yeah. out." They're like, "Good for this you. This is our territory." Yeah. They're basically. like, "Good for you. Congratulations. We get it. It's a big <laughs> step for you guys. And now go home." Yeah. <laughs> um, that's that's one of the. Ah. That's one. Uh, that's a theory there. Um, 
But that's all the conspiracy theories I have, basically. Right. I have one more, and it's a pretty fun little theory. All right. Uh, but I figured we could spend a few minutes talking about it. Um, you've heard of the uh, the actor uh, uh, known colloquially as uh, Keanu Reeves. Of course. Yes. So, and you may may have heard the theory that he is immortal. Yes. That he doesn't age. So I want to talk about Keanu Reeves being immortal. <laughs> um, this is not a very serious uh, conspiracy. You know, no one really believes it. Um, I have some quotes here from Keanu Reeves about the theory. All right. That we'll get to. Uh, but let's first talk about um, the different circumstances of him being immortal. So basically, the the um, the theory relies on evidence that there's a bunch of um, not only through his lifetime that he appears to have not aged very much but there's a, several historical figures that he resembles a lot oh I've seen this yeah there's a yeah. lot of like old portraits and stuff that look yeah. a lot like him old portraits um, the oldest one going back so I'm just gonna I'm gonna say this was this would probably be Keanu Reeves original identity is Charlemagne himself. Oh, wow. There it is. Here you go. You can see this. <laughs> it's Keanu Reeves. I can see it. With yeah. a beard and a crown. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> so there's, you know, people say that, uh, so Charlemagne was born. You in might have to post a side by side with him and Keanu Reeves. We could definitely get that. Those are definitely. Or one of the better ones. Maybe. Yeah. Um, so Charlemagne uh, born in 748. So this theory would imply that Keanu Reeves was born in 748 AD. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, another notable was Paul Monet, who lived in the, uh, born in seven, uh, 1847 through 1922. He was an actor and a playwright. And Let me see him. There you go. Okay, that's scary that close. That looks that's really scary weird. close. And... Um, I suppose, I guess it's this, so there's a website called uh, KeanuIsImmortal.com. <laughs> of course. <laughs> look it up. Um, <laughs> at, at home. Um, and they claim, it, I did have to look this up, it has been changed, but uh, on uh, if you look up Paul Monette, M-O-U-N-E-T, on Wikipedia, I believe it's been changed, <laughs> but for a while it had it listed as under the brief description of him as he currently acts under the pseudonym of Keanu Reeves. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, I, 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 have a, I have a couple quotes here from Keanu himself. All right. When uh, he's been asked about this, he says, uh, uh, he says uh, his, his main quote is he says, uh, we're all stardust, baby. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And then he, he he admits that he sees the likeness in the photos and stuff, but uh, but the, the key thing is he did not deny his own mortality. That is true. He did not deny he did it. Not deny it. He just skirted around the question a little bit. Unless know. we can get DNA samples of Keanu Reeves, we can't prove that he isn't immortal. Exactly. I mean, do you, do you have a, do you do you think why he might be immortal? Because the theory doesn't say why he's immortal. Um. Vampire, God, all that stuff is kind of basic. Well, I the, like the thing. The, the vampire theory, that's the Nick Cage theory. Oh, true. Nick Cage is a vampire. I like the thing that Keanu Reeves is some kind of like time lord. 
Or, uh, <laughs> or maybe he's a, a being outside our dimensional plane. Yeah. And Keanu Reeves is just one of his avatars. Either that, like, yeah. So either it's one of his <laughs> avatars, or maybe he, maybe he doesn't age. Maybe he, or maybe he's like a time lord where he does age, just extremely slowly, but he can time travel. Exactly. Yeah. Our. <laughs> <laughs> Well, he did have access to a time machine in Bill and Ted. He did. So, yes. You know, maybe, maybe that movie was real. <laughs> I would love to see a movie of Keanu Reeves playing Paul Monet. Paul Monet. Oh, they should make that happen. Uh, it would be easy. I mean, because he is him. He, just, he right? is him. Yeah. yeah. He knows exactly how he would act. Cause yeah. Or, or a, mo- a movie about Charlemagne casting Keanu Reeves as Charlemagne. That would be just beautiful. I would, right? <laughs> I want to, do, I want to write and direct that movie. <laughs> Keanu Reeves, if you're listening. So was that your last one? That was my last one. Yeah. What about the Britney Spears one? Uh, I didn't have enough information about that. There's a, but we'll explain it. Shortly. Quick summary. Quick summary. Just give it to it. There's a theory that Britney Spears meltdowns in the mid 2000s or whatever that was. Mm-hmm. Um. Coincidentally, <laughs> coincided very conveniently with um, fuck ups by the Bush administration, and that her meltdowns was actually a government run plot to distract the public and control Sorry. and control Britney Spears. And there's actually a movement. I just on, blew really hard into the mic. <laughs> there's actually a there's actually a movement online of. Uh, there's a movement online of a f- hashtag free Britney mm-hmm. free Britney from the government control yeah that was like an early YouTube thing too yeah like, I remember seeing that <laughs> but I didn't I didn't really have enough information on that to talk about much. one of the first big memes yeah free Britney free Britney but it died as all memes do it's all memes do except for the um there's <laughs> there's this one really good meme it's a. It's this one with a cat. I think it's Grumpy Cat. Grumpy Cat will never die. Grumpy Cat Even will never die. Grumpy Cat did die. There's a couple but, cat memes and a couple dogs memes that I've seen <laughs> for a long. Like you know that that meme of the dog being hit with a frisbee in the neck. Yeah. That meme is still used today. That's been around. For remember a Big long. Chungus? I didn't remember Big Chungus. Big Chungus was good. Yeah, it had a yeah. good run. <laughs> yeah, uh, um, Shrek. Even though there's no one Shrek meme that that Shrek is a survived, meme that will live forever. But Shrek <laughs> itself will always inspire me. It, it it will never be over. By the way, <laughs> just I wanted to. I I saw this maybe a meme episode. Maybe a meme episode. That'd be pretty <laughs> fun. I saw this uh, maybe a Shrek episode. Um, <laughs> I saw this. Uh, it came across my YouTube feed again. I remember you showing it. I remember you showing it to me a while ago. Uh, but if you're at home and you want. If you have an hour and a half to spare, um, Shrek retold. Oh, I love. You, you that. should absolutely watch. Shrek so, retold. if you don't know, any of you internet savvy people should know. And shame you on you if you don't. Yeah, shame, 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 shame. shame. I, I just, I'm just not in it. Um, but <laughs> um, Shrek retold. All these tons of people, all these different creators, hundreds of them, mm-hmm. got together recreated the entirety of the first Shrek movie. Yeah, every single one of them did a different scene. Each scene is different, different art yeah. style or whatever. And it is absolutely amazing. Yeah. And that that like 
Mumford and Sons indie's version of All Star at the beginning is legitimately actually pretty. It's good. really good, actually. <laughs> and there's a really good one of I'm a Believer. It's like an '80s like oh, synth version of I it. I remember that, and they did a whole music video for it. Yeah, yeah. I oh, I, and and the anime fight scene in the oh, uh, the anime fight scene's amazing. <laughs> I forgot he did that, but he he also does great. like SpongeBob anime stuff. Yeah, it's amazing. But I highly recommend that if you're into Shrek memes, whatever, all that. And also, I it's just a testament to human creativity, right? <laughs> I, I hope, honestly, that should be one of the things we send to the aliens when we finally make true Shrek, contact. Shrek Retold, yes. yes. I think that idea of Shrek Retold is a great idea of taking a beloved movie and <laughs> having a community of people recreate the movie in yeah. their own style. People that genuinely love it. I think that's a great idea. And, and Shrek Retold is the only, it's the only example I could think of at the top of my head of a community of people doing it to an entire movie. They are doing it. Shrek Retold 2 is going to happen. Really? Yes. Oh, I can't wait. Yes. Yes. Okay. I think you got anything else for us? I don't. Other than uh, Keanu Reeves, if you're listening, can please please be on the podcast. Keanu Reeves and Ringo. Ringo. If we get at both of you at once. Both of you at once. Keanu Reeves be and amazing. Ringo. That'd be amazing. <laughs> you know, Maybe we should just set a date for it and it'll will make it happen right um, January 17th January 17th <laughs> our Keanu Reeves and Ringo Starr episode it's, it's just gonna be a special I've said it the universe will make it exclusive happen exclusive interviews the universe will make it happen <laughs> but please don't please don't like hate me if it doesn't happen hate the universe let's be honest yeah hate the universe not for, us for not letting it happen the we're, universe has to make it happen we are asking the universe for help here yeah. <laughs> well see ya next week that was kind of weird mm-hmm. okay end it end it <laughs> end it it's the odd drunk podcast with Jackson and Bolton sometimes Chris and Bolton